Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. Listen, I'm going to tell you quickly how you can connect with me if you're in South Florida. Many people want to meet me in person and they've seen me on YouTube and read my books and maybe you'd like to meet me. I'd sure like to meet you. I'm actually in Fort Lauderdale. You come to Awakening House of Prayer on Sundays at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. I'm preaching two services, two different worship teams, two different encounters Come on over, say hello, receive a touch from heaven, amen? Receive a life-changing word that challenges you and inspires you. You can receive two of them if you stay for both services. Awakening House of Prayer, or a church, a house of prayer, healing rooms, prophecy rooms, deliverance rooms, and God is good, amen? If you're not in South Florida, visit when you can, but you can watch our first service online at www.ahop.online. You can become an official web church member, tap into our life groups, my personal virtual life group, as well as uh, our teaching archives on ahop.online. You can listen to all my, you can binge watch until you have all my mannerisms down pat and the inflection of my voice. (laughs) You ever watch so preachers so many times that you start to sound like them? I know I have. God is good. Awakening prayer hubs. Join the movement. Join a movement. That map, guys, our Awakening Prayer Builder, that, that new map's going up today. That new map's going up today. It's going to make a lot of people, a lot, a lot of, it's going to make a lot easier for people to find you. Awakening prayer hubs is a prayer movement endorsed by Cindy Jacobs, Lou Engel, uh, Mike Bickle. All these great men and women of God who are leaders in the prayer movement are standing with us, hoping to see us uh, reach our vision, which is to bring transforming revival to nations through the power of prayer, to bring awakening to nations through the power of prayer, to stand in our cities, to pray for the issues there, souls. Awakeningprayerhubs.com, join that movement. If you're a prophetic person, right now, I'll tell you, it's a wild time in the prophetic ministry. And this is not a time for us to be just following any and every voice. We need to be careful that we're listening to trusted, respected voices. There's a lot of renegades out there right now rising up and speaking out who don't have the authority to do so. We've got to, if we're going to believe the prophet so we can prosper, we've got to put 
our attention toward the trusted prophetic voices. Amen. And maybe you're coming up with the prophetic. I want to invite you to be part of my uh, Ignite Network, which is a family of prophetic people. You can find that at IgniteNow.org, IgniteNow.org. Get some training, get some prophetic community, get some accountability. Accountability is not your enemy. (laughs) Accountability is not your enemy. That's how you learn if you're on the right track many times is when someone says, yeah, you could have said that better. Or when someone says, actually, that was a dream from your soul. So go check that out, ignitenow.org. Join that family. Amen. Today's devotion, listen, is from evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still, small voice of God. And today's devotion is titled, Trust Me in the Limbo. Yerumoshabakata. Trust me in the limbo. Oh, Jesus. Trust me in the limbo. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Living in limbo is never comfortable. Not knowing what's going to happen next can be a hard thing. Unless you trust in me, says the Lord. I know what's going to happen next. And then after that, I know where I am leading you and what will oppose you and how to overcome it, says the Lord. I know all things and I'm leading you and guiding you into all truth. So trust me in the limbo. I won't leave you hanging. I won't leave you without help, says the spirit of the living God. My God, that is such good news. Oh, we don't like the limbo, do we? Come on, can we be honest? We don't like the limbo, but God will bring us through. Today's scripture references 1 Peter 5, 7, Psalm 55, 22, and Hebrews 10, verse 35. Now the prayer starter from the devotional. You have earned my confidence through your faithfulness. You have always led me through transitions. When I get to the next uncertain season, help me remember the last time around. Show me how to navigate where I am so I can get where you want me to go. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you that you are still God in the limbo. (laughs) You are the God who is sovereign. You are immutable. You never change. Even when we're in transition, even when we are in uncertain times, we are so grateful. We have joy in our heart because you don't change. You're steady. You're stable. You're righteous. You're holy, so we praise you today for who you are. Not just who you are in the world, the universe, as Elohim creator. We do. We praise you as Elohim. We praise you as creator of the world. We praise you because you're sitting high above the circle of the earth, looking down on creation, influencing the affairs of men, ordering the steps of people. But God, we praise you because you are our God. We praise you because you are our rock. We praise you because you are our safety net. We praise you because you are for us and not against us. Whatever we need in the moment, we can lean into you and receive because you're the God who gives. And so we thank you, Lord, and we pray for nations and we stand in the gap. But God, we thank you that we can come to you with our needs. Your word tells us explicitly Your word tells us expressly that we can come to the throne of God boldly to find grace and obtain mercy to help in a time of need. 
God, help us to realize how desperate we are, even when we're on the mountaintop, even when we're walking in undisputed victory, even when we're seeing the dream come to pass. Remind us, help us to stay in that state of desperation for your word, desperation for your spirit, for we are hungry and thirsty. But our hunger and thirst would not wane based on circumstances. I see that, Lord. The Lord shows me two ditches that we can get into. Let's pray through these because some of us may be in one of these ditches today. One of the ditches is being on the mountaintop and losing sight of the God who brought you to the mountaintop, the God who helped you overcome the obstacles on your way to the mountaintop, the God who delivered you from the valley, from the giants. Sometimes we find ourselves with great success. It has been said by wise people that the greatest enemy of success is success. Because sometimes success breeds blind spots. Sometimes we forgot the desperation that we had when we were in the valley. Sometimes we forgot the desperation that we had when we were in the wilderness. When we get on the mountaintop, sometimes we're not as hungry for God as we were in the valley. God, would you help us today to stay hungry? Those of us that are walking in the dream, those of us who are walking in prosperity, those of us who are walking in perfect health, those of us that you delivered from darkness, that you delivered from that drama, that trial, the abuse, would you remind us of your saving grace? Would you remind us of how desperate we were when we were in the valley and how we cried out to you and how you bowed down your ear to us and how you heard us and how you delivered us? Would you remind us of that so that we could continue to stay hungry and thirsty for righteousness, hungry and thirsty for your word, hungry and thirsty for your presence? We don't want to ever forget or lose that sense of desperation because we are a desperate people, whether we're on the mountaintop or whether we're in the valley, God help us to grab hold of your spirit as if our life depends on it because it does. Apart from Christ, we can't do anything, but with him, we can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens us, we can do all things. So help us, Lord, to remember how dependent we were on you when we were in that valley, when we were in that wilderness, when we were in that sickbed, when we were in that unemployment line. Help us, Lord, to remember how desperate for you we were and how we were so hungry for a touch from your spirit, for wisdom from the throne room. Help us to remember that. How desperate we were when we were in divorce court fighting the custody battle. How desperate we were when all hell was breaking loose against our mind. How desperate we were. Help us to remember that desperation and your saving grace so that we can remain appreciative, remain hungry. We don't want to be in that ditch where we feel like we got it all worked out. We, we don't need God. We needed him in the ditch. We needed him in the valley, in the wilderness, in the sickness. We needed them in the crisis. We needed him in the crisis. But we got it all worked out. Now, God, help us not to take on that attitude because that kind of pride leads to destruction. The haughty spirit before a fall, we are dependent on you. There's some others who you're in a valley now and your hope has been deferred and your heart has been made sick and maybe the prophetic word didn't come to pass or maybe you thought that loved one would live and you prayed and you fasted and they died anyway and 
Maybe that dream home that you spent half your life working for was taken back by the bank because of a crisis and you couldn't pay the bill and now you've lost what you worked half your life for, but God is still good. So would you help us, Lord, those who are going through these major, major trials, those who are walking through the crisis of their life, those who are just undone because of the trials of life, the circumstances, the warfare. God, would you help those ones? <laughs> would you help those ones to remember how good you are? Would you give them the gift of hunger? Would you grab a hold of their hearts and woo them back to your spirit? To sit in your presence and receive the breath of life, to receive the wisdom, to receive the healing that they need. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but... Your word is healing to the bones. Your word is healing from our, for our souls. You will give us beauty for ashes. God, would you help those ones who are disappointed and disillusioned? Would you give them a hunger, but would you show them what you showed me? They've got to give you the ashes before they can see the beauty. The Lord shows me some of you the reason why you can't see the beauty in this season is because you're holding on to the ashes from the past season. And the storm has passed and things have settled. The trial has ended, but you're still not yourself again. You don't see the reality of Romans 8, 28, that God will work, and he does, and he will, and he has, and he always will work all things together for the good of those who love him and according to to those who love him and called according to his purpose, but some of you haven't seen the working out yet. The trial has ended, but you haven't seen the good yet. But there's beauty. There's beauty there somewhere. If there's not beauty in your current situation, there's beauty in God. You've got to give him the ashes. Whatever the enemy burned down, you've got to give him the ashes. Whatever the enemy burned down, if your marriage was burned down, you got to give God the ashes so he can give you the beauty. Some of you have had family members die. It's tragic. It's tragic. It's heartbreaking. And you're grieving. And healthy grief is healthy grief. But there comes a time where the enemy tries to take advantage of that grief and pounce on you and leave you in a state of depression. And that is not God. Give God the ashes so you can see the beauty of the Savior. Father, we thank you this morning that you just make us hungry for you. Help us to see your beauty. Help us to see your glory. Help us to see your hand in a thing, even when it looks like your hand couldn't possibly be in a thing. Help us to understand your providence, your provision, your protection. Help us to trust in you at a deeper level. Help us, Lord. There's such a spirit of fear that's not a new thing. There's such a spirit of fear, especially in America right now, because of the issues the media is reporting. It's not just one issue, and there's several major issues, and there's such a fear. This morning, the Lord showed me and allowed me to see and even step into for a moment the warfare that's coming against certain ones who are standing in gaps right now and releasing prophetic words right now and he allowed me to feel that angst that uncertainty that's hitting their minds and so i know it's hitting some of you too 
So, Father, we stand on your word that you are good and that we can trust you and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that no matter what happens, our salvation is secure, that no one can snatch us from your hands, that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear man, devil, or beast because you are with us and you're a good God, you're a covering God, you're a protecting God. And even though bad things seem to be happening all around us, we're going to look up instead of around. If we're going to look around, we're just going to look around for the angels that are encamped around us. But we're going to look to our God. We're going to look to you. We're not going to fear viruses. We're not going to fear political outcomes. We're not going to fear economic issues. We're not going to fear anything. Because you've not created us to fear God. And so we say we refuse to fear. We refuse to fear. We reject the spirit of fear. We will not allow the enemy to bring disaster into our lives by believing lies, by worrying about tomorrow. We will cast our cares upon you because you care for us. We will cast our cares upon you. We will not be anxious for anything. We will not be anxious over a virus. We will not be anxious over business deals that may or may not go through in this environment. We will not be anxious over the economy. We will not be anxious over a political process. We will not be anxious. We refuse to allow ourselves to get into anxiety because it's so much more difficult to hear your voice clearly when the voice of anxiety and the voice of fear is screaming at us where we, we, we submit ourselves to you. We submit ourselves to your word. We submit ourselves to your will. Even if we don't know what that is right now. <laughs> even if we don't understand what it is you want from us. Even if we can't comprehend what it is we're supposed to be doing next. We're going to trust you to the level that you're going to order our steps if we just surrender. If we abandon ourselves to you and say, Lord, I, 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 I don't know what you want for my life. I don't know what you want for my family. I don't know what you want for my business. I, 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 I just don't know. Even if that is our confession, even if that is our cry to the Lord that we just don't know, Lord, we're going to trust you because you are the one who knows. <laughs> you know everything. And we can have such a peace in that. We receive the peace in that, the peace in that reality that we serve a God who knows and that we serve a God who's good and who loves us. And even when we can't hear him, we can surrender to him and we can trust that he will work it out for our good. So Father, we do, we surrender to you. We let go of our fear. We let go of our anxiety. We let go of our opinions. We let go of our own wisdom, wisdom that didn't come from above, just that soulish wisdom. We let go of all these things. We release them. No fear, no anxiety, no opinions, no soulish wisdom. None of those things that hinder our ability to walk in peace and to hear your voice, still small voice. The still small voice, the still small voice, the still small voice. We choose to trust you. 
We choose to trust you. Come on, let's just linger here for a moment. Just tell them you trust him. There's so many things going on in the earth. I don't think I've ever seen anything like what we're seeing now. The only thing that's sure is that God is good and he can be trusted. His plans and his purposes for your life have not been altered by anything you see going on in the media. This is a a bright and shining hour for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up and be salt and light in the earth, make people hungry for Jesus, to be living epistles so we can't afford to be walking in anxiety, lost souls watching us as afraid as they are. We can't afford to be spewing our opinion everywhere and anywhere, angry comments, bitter statements. We can't afford to behave that way. We are ambassadors of Christ. Whether we're in the valley or whether we're on the mountaintop, we are ambassadors of Christ. So our allegiance, God, is to you this morning. We pledge our allegiance to you, not to a nation. Yes, we honor our nations. Don't take me out of context like so many people love to do. But our first allegiance is not to a nation, not to a person, not to a husband or a wife. Our first allegiance is not to a child, not to a business. Our first allegiance, understand, is to God, is to Jesus. So, Father, we pledge our allegiance to you. Come what may, on the mountaintop, in the valley, we pledge our allegiance to you. We submit ourselves to you. And we know that your word says that when we do that, when we truly submit, despite what we want, despite what we feel, despite what we think, when we truly submit, we submit the thoughts, we submit the feelings, we submit the emotions, we submit the opinions, when we truly submit to you, then we have the strength to resist the devil that's attacking our lives, that's attacking our minds, that's attacking our nations, that's attacking our finances, that's attacking our businesses, it's attacking our children. When we submit ourselves to you, we have, we have the power, the strength to resist the devil and he's got to flee. So we speak to that fear and we say, go in Jesus' name and we speak to that anxiety and we say, go to Jesus' name. We are surrendered vessels. We speak to the wrong perceptions in our mind. We say, come in line with the word of God. We speak to the anger in our hearts and we say, we reject you. The bitterness, the anger, all of these emotions, all of these feelings that are not godly. We lose these things now. We, we put them at the foot of the cross. We're not picking these things back up again. The grief, the sorrow, the anxiety, all these emotions that we're feeling right now. We're not going to be led forth by emotions. We're going to be led forth by the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. So we pledge our allegiance to you, God. And all these other ungodly emotions, all these other foxes that are coming to cause us to act unseemly, we let him go. We let him go. We let him go. We let him go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Amen and amen. God is good. I want to shift now. Jeremiah 23, 29. I'm going to read the first half because it's where I want to focus. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. <laughs> is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. The New Living Translation says, does not my word burn like fire? Does not my word burn like fire? When my word is released, causes fires. Now, first of all, when we read the word of God, it should create a fire in us, right? That's the first fire it should start, is a fire in our soul. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain that I can't control, the word should put us on fire, should light us on fire. Is my word not like fire? One translation says, my words are a powerful fire. Come on. My words are a powerful fire. The good news translation says, my message is like a fire. Isn't my word like fire? Behold, are not my words fire? My words burn like fire. The Epiphyte says, is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord. So, Father, we thank you, first of all, that you let your word burn away anything that hinders love. Lord, let your word Enter our hearts, our minds, and burn away anything that keeps us hindered, that keeps us stymied, that keeps us from hearing your voice clearly. Lord, release that that baptism of fire right now. I feel the anointing of God in Jesus' name. Release that baptism of fire right now in Jesus' name. Burn up everything that hinders love. Burn up everything that's not of you. Cleanse us. Come on, do you feel that? Now, here's the second part. We'll release these words of fire into the enemy's camp. We're going to release these words of fire into the enemy's camp. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you have given us your word. And when we decree your word into the enemy's camp, when we decree your word into the enemy's camp, it's like a firebomb. I said it's like a firebomb. When we release the word of the Lord into the enemy's camp, it is like a firebomb. It is like a double fire. It is like an explosion in the enemy's camp. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you have given us your word, which is like a fire, first to fire us up, to bring in us that righteous indignation so that we can love what you love and hate what you hate, so that we can resist the enemy. By the power of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God that dwells in us. And we release double fire into the enemy's camp even now in Jesus' name. I said we release the fire of God into the enemy's camp. It is written, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But every tongue, every, every, every tongue, every tongue that is risen up above you, 
against you shall be condemned. Oh, the enemy's mad. I'll break every assignment against us this morning in Jesus' name. I release double fire to the enemy's camp. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned. I release condemning fire into the enemy's camp right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you are still on the throne and there's a a river of fire. I see a river of fire. I see a river of fire. I see a river of fire. Come on. I see a river of fire. I see a river of fire. I see a river of fire. Therefore, this is what the Lord host, the Lord God of hosts says, because you have spoken this word, I will make my words a fire in your mouth. Therefore, this is what the Lord God of hosts says, because you have spoken this word, I will make my words a fire in your mouth. This is what the Lord God Almighty says, because you have spoken these words, I will make my words in your mouth a fire, a fire, a fire, a fire. My messages will flame out of your mouth and burn up everything that opposes my will, says the Spirit of God. I am making my words in your mouth a fire, says the Lord, to burn up the enemy's plans. I will make my words a fire in your mouth. I decree the curse causeless shall not land in your camp in Jesus' name. I'll break the power of every word curse spoken against you. I release double fire against the word curses that are spiraling around your life in Jesus' name. We deactivate the word curses in the name of the Lord. I speak right now to every demon power who is crouching at your door, waiting to tempt you, waiting to stumble you, trip you up, and make you fall. I release double fire into the enemy's camp. I release double fire against the demon powers that have a lie that is assembled around you in the name of Jesus. Now you've got to do it because the word of the Lord says your message will be like a flame in your mouth. His word will be like a flame in your mouth. His words will be like a fire in your mouth. His words in your mouth are like a fire. So we say, yes, Lord, your word is like a fire and we release your word. We it is written. Every time you say it is written, it starts a fire. It is written. It is written. By his stripes you are healed. I speak fire against that spirit of infirmity. It is written. Everything you put your hand to shall prosper. I release fire against that spirit of poverty. Come on, you're getting the hint? You're getting the, you're getting the gist of this? You get the gist of this? It is written, raise up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. I release fire against those enemies that are keeping prodigals in bondage to lies. Oh, Jesus, it is written, cast out the scorner and the strife will cease. I release fire against every scorning demon that's trying to bring strife into your relationships in Jesus' name. Fire, fire, fire. Every time you say it is written and decree the word of God, you are releasing fire. I will make my words in your mouth like a fire. My messages will flame out of your mouth and burn things up. 
I am making my words in your mouth like a fire. Come on, you won't just have fire in your bones. You're going to have fire in your mouth. It is written. <laughs> no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. We release fire, double fire on the tongues of the enemy. Fire, double fire on every evil device. Fire, double fire against the enemies of your will and our nations. Fire, double fire <laughs> against everything that hinders love. Are you getting the drift? Are you getting the picture? Are you seeing how it works? You start doing that by the leading of the Lord. You start making decrees that make the devil flee. You're releasing fire with these decrees. His word in your mouth is like fire. Now you got to say it with passion. You can't just say, well, I release fire against these enemies of my marriage. No, get fired up first. That's why we receive the fire in us to burn away the fear, the fire in us to burn away that hopelessness, the fire in us to burn away the apathy. Invite the word to be fire in you so that you can release the word like fire from you. Do you understand? Let the fire, invite the fire, the baptism of fire. Meditate on the word that's like a fire that renews your mind, burns up all those dark places, the lies of the enemy that he's sown in your soul. Invite the word in you. Let it be fire in you. Let it be fire in your bones. Let it be fire in your soul. And then, and then you'll be fired up to release double fire into the enemy's camp through the process of releasing decrees that make the devil flee. Does that make sense? Come on, I'm pray teaching you today. Oh, the devil didn't like that. He had me stumbling around for a minute. The devil did not like that prayer. Guess what? Let me just do it one more time. Praise God. I thank you, Lord, that you have fired us up this morning. Let the zeal of God consume us. Give us that fervent spirit. God, we're not going to sit by and watch the devil run rod shot over our lives. We're going to rise up with fire on the inside of us that comes through our mouths, your message flaming through our mouths into the enemy's camp in Jesus' name, burning up his plans, dropping Holy Ghost firebombs into his territory. We're going to go up and recover all in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. 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 Come on. God is good. So we need to go pick up that copy of my book, Decrees That Make the Devil Flee. Be a good thing for you to do right now. You got to get these decrees in your mouth based on the word of God, not just what you want to decree, based on the word of God, not just what you want to decree, based on the word of God. It's his word in your mouth that becomes like a flame. It's his word in your mouth. It's fire. It's not your word in your mouth. If it was your word in your mouth. You know what your word, you know, ha ha, You know what your word in your mouth does? Set your own life on fire of hell. When you don't tame your tongue, when you release what the enemy tells you to say, it sets your life on fire. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to set your life on fire. He wants to release vain imaginations against your mind, put pressure on your tongue, and get you to speak out 
His plan for your life so he can set your life on fire. Instead, you've got to flip the script. Go over there to my website and get that book, Decrees That Make the Devil Flee, or go over there on Amazon and get it. There's a whole long teaching, but there's also 101 decrees in there. When you decree God's word out of your mouth as led by the spirit, it releases fire against the enemy's plans and it burns them up. Understand? He's been using the, come on, you need to see this. The devil's been using this strategy against you for years. He gets you to set your own life on fire. James says the tongue is unruly, full of deadly poison, setting your life on fire, the fires of hell through your mouth. That's a portal of hell many times is your mouth. And God wants you to flip the script. God wants you to begin to release these decrees that make the devil flee. And if that book would be of help to you, and there's a CD as well, there's even a, a short webinar at schoolofthespirit.tv. Some of you need to go grab hold of this revelation that God gave me. Power of the decree, decrees that make the devil flee. You can take the class, you can get the, the CD. It's on Spotify, by the way, too. It's on Spotify. Decrees that make the devil flee. I'm reading these 101 decrees, and then I'm going into two 15-minute prayer sessions on spiritual warfare. Get involved in that if that's going to bless you. So you can so cash app is I am Jennifer LeClaire, dollar sign I am Jennifer LeClaire, cash app, dollar sign I am Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo, Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Or you can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. God is good. If you are a prophet and you want to sit on a you, on a uh, uh, on the Council of the U.S. Prophetic Summit, which is virtual this year, you can go sign up for that on Eventbrite. If you are a prophet, God is good. Stay on fire today, guys. Don't let the media drown out your fire. Don't let the voice of fear drown out your fire. Don't let circumstances drown out your fire. Complaining, cursing, nasty people put out your fire. Don't let anything put out your fire. Amen. Keep the fire. I got to go. I will see you on tomorrow. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.